Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. You'd be hard pressed to drive around the low country and not see one of their white trucks with the greenery logo on the side. The greenery was launched 50 years ago on Hilton Head Island and it's grown to over 800 employees throughout the Southeast. We've got second generation president and CEO Lee Edwards with us today in the studio to talk about just how his family grew the company, which is now owned by its employees, and why he thinks it's so important to give back and be involved in the community. Let's listen. You started out with a handful of those trucks back in 1973. How did the greenery get started? Well, my mom and dad really wanted to move to Hilton Head. They fell in love with the place and my dad was in the textile business and he was tired of commuting back and forth between North Carolina and New York and really wanted to own his own business and they wanted to do something different. And they decided they wanted to move to Hilton Head and they were looking for a business to get into. And someone mentioned that there was this landscape company for sale. And my dad said, well, you know, I don't know anything about landscaping. But he started looking into it and started talking to people. Um, And Charles Frazier said, you know, we're bringing in landscapers from Walterboro and Savannah and nobody seems to be able to get the job done. And dad started looking at the business from just a numbers perspective and figured it might work. And they uh, met with the foreman, an old fellow named Leon Hayward, and he drove them around the island and showed them the jobs that they'd been working on and explained the business. And they said, okay, we'll buy the company as long as Leon agrees to stay on. And he, of course, kept working there until he retired many, many years later. And uh, the company had two pickup trucks and six employees. And that's where it all began. Well, it's grown a little bit since, since those pickup trucks and six employees. How many employees now? Hundreds. Yeah, we're... Uh, just over 700, I believe, right now. Wow. Multi-state, all in South Carolina? Yeah, that's in South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Wow. Your work is very recognizable. I think if people look around in the low country, there are lots of places that the greenery touches. Well, you know, it's something that we take a lot of pride in. Uh, and, you know, I was just driving my kids uh, through Port Royal Plantation the other day, and I was pointing out these trees. And uh, I said, you know, I I planted these trees right here alongside the road when I was 14 years old, uh, one summer working at the greenery. And I was pointing out all these huge live oaks that, you know, were planted of like, you know, 40 years ago. Uh, And that's kind of neat on a personal basis, but it's also really neat uh, just driving around, seeing all the properties that we take care of and seeing all the people that we work with uh, and seeing people grow with our company. And, you know, you'll see some guys out on a job site uh, that might be brand new at the company or they might've been here 30 years. And, you know, I'm really proud of all those folks that work with us. I know you do have some long-term employees. And I think what's surprising to most people as well is that uh, it's a unique business model. You're employee owned, aren't you? Yep, we're 100% employee owned. Uh, 
my parents started that process. It was an exit strategy for them. Uh, my dad really wanted to retire. And, uh, and so they created the ESOP as a way to reward all those long-term employees. Dad's, uh, you know, he was real big on the fact that you hire really good people and that know what they're doing and, and you provide an opportunity for them and they'll help you grow. And, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, you know, dad didn't know anything about horticulture or plants and had, you know, didn't still doesn't really like getting dirty. Uh, you know, he's not your prototypical landscaper, uh, never actually, you know, ran a mower or planted a plant. He was more the numbers guy, but he had to, you know, get good people that, uh, you know, he could rely on that knew the horticulture side and the, you know, landscape architecture and, and all those different things. So, um, you know, that was, and anyway, that was a, a great way to transition the business, reward the people who'd been here a long time. And since I've taken over, we've really embraced the employee ownership and, and we try to teach everybody what being part of an ESOP is. ESOP is an acronym for Employee Stock Ownership Plan. And we try to teach everybody what the ESOP is about, how it benefits them, why it makes us a different company. And it's, it's really helped us grow because we have people that stay here a long time and they're invested in the company and they know if it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. If, uh, you know, if they treat the company well, treat their clients well, the company's successful. If the company's successful, their stock that they earn uh, goes up in value and uh, and they have a more secure future. Yeah, not to mention, I'm sure there's a retention factor there too, which is so important in today's workforce. Absolutely. Especially when you think about the hundreds of people that we have and how important retention is. Uh, you know, it, it, it helps us, uh, gives us an edge over some of the other people, both recruiting and when people are here for a while and they get that stock certificate and they see that it goes up every year and they earn more every year. And after a few years, they're like, wow, this is, this is real money I've got here. This is a significant amount. And they're not leaving then, you know, they're, most of them are staying for the long haul. So. Yeah. You know, workforce is an issue. Obviously it's such a challenge in the low country. I know that a lot of companies are getting creative in that area, including yours. What are some of the ways you think you guys have worked on that issue in terms of attracting a workforce? Obviously ESOP is a big part of that. What other challenges have y'all faced that you think other businesses could learn from in that department? Well, you know, there's no one answer uh, for the worker shortage. Uh, but, you know, we've done many, many things. Uh, you know, we provide transportation in the form of vans and trucks that bring in people from off the island and they drive people, you know, all over the place. Uh, they go out to Estill, Ridgeland. Hardyville, all those places, and bring workers. Um, we own several condominiums on the island, and we have visiting workers from Puerto Rico and Mexico uh, that come, and we provide housing for them. Uh, we also provide housing off the island as well. Uh, we do the H-2B uh, visiting worker program. You know, that's a visa that allows people to come here for several months. Um, that's creative. I think most people also think of H2B as being strictly hotel hospitality oriented, but what a creative way to utilize that in Sure, in that's a that's a big well. part of our, our labor. Actually not a big part of our labor. 
labor force, but it's an important one. Uh, I think this year we have about 30 H2B workers. So it's, it's not real big, but it is important. I think there's such a community aspect to what the greenery is all about, Lee. You guys are entrenched in the community. I know we recently uh, did our ball was themed for the heritage and and it was really heartening and heartwarming to hear you tell the stories about the greenery's involvement in the heritage. Talk a little bit about that. I thought the the time frame was interesting and just how into it your employees get. Yeah, that's something that uh you know, I particularly take uh, a lot of pride in. You know, when I was a kid, I a little kid, I lived in Harbortown and my actual first entrepreneurial uh, experience was setting up a lemonade stand on the 18th fairway. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. And then you fast forward uh, today, you know, we have, uh, we do a lot of work with the heritage, with Sea Pines Resort. Uh, you know, we've got people working during the week of heritage from five in the morning till two in the morning. Uh, and that's replacing flowers. It's watering flowers. It's getting the course and getting all the the patron areas uh, prepared for the day's activities. And then throughout the day, we've got folks going around, switching out plants, watering plants, emptying garbage cans, cleaning up. There's a ton of cleanup that goes on during Heritage. And, you know, that's at all the amenities all around Sea Pines, but primarily in Harbortown and uh, any shrubbery or flowers that you see on the course or around the course we're responsible for and they've got to look great all day long so uh, on camera too sure those red geraniums uh that that are everywhere and prevalent during heritage are spectacular yeah and you know those are we had to have a a custom color grown specifically for that and uh several years ago i guess as technology evolved uh there's a the way the cameras work, there's the color really didn't pop on TV. And so they told us they wanted a slightly different shade. So we now we have the, the heritage geraniums uh, that we specifically grow for this particular shade of red that shows up really well on TV. That's amazing. I don't think most people know that. Yeah, most people don't. Uh, in fact, a couple of years ago when the heritage uh, got moved back because of the pandemic, you know, we had like, I think it was 2,400 custom grown, you know, uh, heritage geraniums. And, you know, we went to the resort, you know, the, the heritage folks, and we said, what do you want to do with these? And they said, well, can we try and sell them? And, you know, at the time, people weren't really shopping. And so we had a special sale inside Sea Pines. And we told everybody we were selling heritage geraniums. I think we sold them for you know, a huge discount and people would drive up and they'd just tell us how many they wanted. We'd load them in the trunk of their car and swipe their card and off they went. And we sold every single one of them in two successive, two successive Saturdays. That's amazing. That's amazing. I bet that lemonade stand was pretty lucrative too on the 18th grade. You know, we did pretty well. And, <laughs> and you know, uh, it was kind of fun. Even when I got a little older, I employed some of the neighborhood kids, the younger kids and had them out there working the lemonade stand while I was working in the background with a little wagon dragging uh, ice and, and 
more jugs of lemonade up there. It was it was a lot of fun. I think that sort of sums up the spirit of Heritage, quite frankly. You know, this community yeah. is so behind it. And I know from a community perspective, you know, across the street from our offices are the, is the Arts Center of Coastal Carolina. And I remember watching one day, you guys did a pretty amazing thing. It felt like the greenery just descended on the art center. You do a lot of pro bono work that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. Talk a little bit about your involvement in some of the projects that you do around the community in that regard. Well, you know, every year we budget a certain amount of money in our budget for charitable uh, institutions. And one of the worst parts of my job is telling so many people no, that we can't support. There are so many great opportunities to, and, and great charities out there, and they all come asking. And at some point, you have to say no to a bunch of them. But one of my favorite things, instead of just stroking a check, which is very important, and we do that for a lot of good uh, causes, but it's really fun when we can actually donate some landscaping to a good cause, uh, whether it's for affordable housing, like a project we did in Bluffton a few years ago. We donated uh, landscaping for a park in Beaufort a couple of years ago, the art center you mentioned, uh, you know, the place hadn't been re-landscaped in years. And and we approached them about it. We went to them and said, hey, you know, we love supporting you. We've been supporting you for years, but uh, it'd be really great if we could come in and redo your landscaping. And they said, yeah, we'd love that. And the best part about it is that everybody at the greenery gets to get involved. Most of the folks out there in the field they have no idea who we're stroking a check to or, you know, they may hear about, you know, the fact that we're supporting the United Way or volunteers in medicine or some of those folks. But when they get to go out and be part of that and and actually be part of the experience. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we donated the landscaping for the new edition of the Port Royal Sound Foundation. It's a great project. Uh, yeah, really cool project. And so we had a big group of people go out there. We donated the plants, donated the labor, everything. Uh, and I think that's important. You have to give back to community. And this community has given a, a lot to us. And, and so we want to support the community in return. You know, Small Business Week happens in May. And, and we like to celebrate that with our members. And, you know, you were not at this point. You've grown into a much, much larger business. But what advice would you give um, to someone just starting a business? And how to grow that? What What do you think is the the secret to that? I, I guess uh, you know when you've got a com company that has seven hundred employees, it's all about the people. Um, you know, I'm not out on every yard. I'm not out there doing the landscaping. Uh, if you want to grow your business, hire really good people, provide a great opportunity for them, give them the support, and get out of the way and let them do their jobs. Um, that's you know. That was my dad's philosophy. That's something that he taught me, and I've uh, I've really embraced it. And you know, I I really try to uh, get good people, and we've got some really wonderful people at the greenery, and that's the whole secret of our success, I think. That's great advice, Lee. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks everyone for listening. The podcast continues to grow, and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people.